All right. I think we're officially back. Hopefully this sounds okay. Um, it's been a solid three weeks since it may have been more like two, but it's been a little while. Uh, I hope the sound quality is okay for this episode. It is in another conference room in our lovely uh, building that we here on have on campus, but uh, I did reserve it, had to kick some people out, but it do be like that sometimes. But I am going to preface this episode right now for a little something that happened fairly recently. Uh, the very last episode I said I was going to visit a family member in the hospital. I've been debating whether I should say this publicly or not, but I figured what's the harm in it? This is my show, so I get to say what I want. Um, my grandfather did pass away. That was the gentleman that I went to go visit in the hospital. And that's more or less the reason for my hiatus here on the podcast. I'm not necessarily going to apologize for the lack of uh, uploading, but I did want to explain why. Uh, it was a bad situation, needless to say, but I think he's obviously in a better place. But that is why I have been sporadic, and it's been a little while since the upload. Hopefully you guys are still interested in the podcast, but I will say one thing about my family here happening in everything that's transpired. I do want to say I'm grateful for being who I am and having my parents and my grandparents in my life. I'm grateful for knowing my grandfather that passed away. And as emotional as I may be, I am grateful to have the same last name as my father and my grandfather. I get to share the last name with people that are great men and some of the greatest men in my life. And so I don't want to start this episode off on a downer, but this is going to be a little bit of a monologue before the starting episode because I did want to uh, notify or ex at least explain why there's been a lack of uploading or a lack of content, as goofy as that sounds. But yes, uh, it that's nothing was ideal in that situation, but I believe he's better off. He is a good Christian man and somebody that I like to take after, and so does my father. I'm proud to be a, a canope. A little wild, but it builds character. So before we start this podcast, I do want to apologize for the sound quality. I think my microphone's okay, but the room is fairly echoey, so hopefully as soon as we get another warm body in here, the episode will be a little better. But... Uh, my friend Trent Newberry, he's a gentleman from Anna Jonesboro, Illinois, so he's about 20 minutes away from me in my hometown. Really cool guy. Got to met, meet him here on campus. He comes here to UIS as well. He actually lost his grandfather during the same week that I lost mine, which is kind of ironic. I'm not going to ask him a question about that just because that wouldn't be enjoyable for us to be emotional here on the podcast, so we're not going to do that. At least I don't think we will. But we'll get to talk about stuff that he's interested in. I've got to know Trenton a little while. I've been here for, I guess, a little over two months, almost three. He's a great guy, very personable, uh, and I think he's very enjoyable. People that don't know him, probably just know him as that friendly neighborhood white guy that we call ourselves, 618 gang, all that fun stuff. But I am appreciative that he's showed interest on being on the podcast, so I asked him to be on here. 
Uh, I'm about to have a Diet Coke in a second, so I'll be a lot more lively, I promise, I promise. But uh, thank you all for tuning in, and we should be back in uno momento. I don't know when I tested HIV positive. All I know is I'm a proud parent. Yeah. All right. All right. You know what You know what a Jackson Cano podcast means, right? Yeah, would you like to crack one open for you? Yeah, I would. It's tradition around here. Absolutely. I don't want to break that. I hope not. Oh, my goodness. Cheers to you, brother. Cheers thank you for that. Thank you for being here. So, pour this bad boy. All right, Trenton. So You're tell me. dominance. I feel a little. Oh uh, yeah, I, I carry the cup with me because it's hard for me not to have ice, and also I'm a prick sometimes. It's but okay. It do okay. be like that sometimes. Yeah, just didn't get the memo at all. It's all cool. Next time, if you ever want to be back on this thing, you're welcome to bring your okay. own cup. We'll Show me how it's done. Yeah. Maybe not get a knockoff yet and give an actual one. Yeah. Why do you have to make this shit? Oh, bucket. Buckets. All right, so where are you from, Trenton? Tell me. I am from Anna, Illinois. That is a very small town in southern Illinois. I know you're from there. Uh, Carbondale, just about 20 minutes north of me. A whole so. lot of gang shit. A whole lot of gang shit. A six we, gang. We have a gang sign. We do. Gang we do. sign. So, uh, what's it like being in Anna? Tell me about that. Uh, there's not a whole lot going on there. We have two roads that have just about everything on it. Um, like <laughs> maybe 10 fast food restaurants, a Walmart, and a Kroger, and a Walgreens. Nice. So would you say it's kind of like in BFN? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. No. Definitely. For our non-cultured folks, that's a butt fuck nowhere. Yes. Um, but uh, so, what's it like being in Springfield? How are you like in UIS? Um, it's just like a big version of back home. Uh, <laughs> that's almost depressing. That's not, it's, not, it's not, you know, a big big shift. I don't think. Uh, I like the city, the big city. So mm-hmm. Springfield isn't quite that, but it still offers a lot. So. Reasonable, reasonable. Uh, people may not know this, but we work together. We do work together. Um, we're homies, brothers in arms in our office. I don't know how much we can talk about it because I feel like we've read something somewhere. It's like we got to be careful what we say. Yeah, I know we can't talk about like information specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, we could probably talk about duties of the job. Yeah, okay. So we work in the admissions <laughs> office. Yeah. Um, we are both tour guides, and we're also in charge of data slash data entry yeah. and we sit in this large mail room and do mail listings also and like help mail shit Big oof. yeah it's sometimes like the tour guide part that's fun yeah especially if you like your tour people yeah it's nice to get to see fresh faces but mm-hmm. oof, those cards i feel like our brains were fried the other day friday yeah we worked seven hours and stared at a computer screen for all seven hours. Yep. Um, me and Trenton usually sit in silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we don't have anything to say compared to the other folks that work there. Yeah, they usually have, like, they usually, as kind as we can say it, they talk about other people f- f- a lot. Yes. Um, I think it's interesting. And to be fair, gossip, everybody loves a little bit of yeah. gossip. Yeah. Like, it's, if you don't like gossip, you're lying to yourself because yeah. it's entertaining. Exactly. But um, it's hard because we're not older. We don't do it as wild as things as everybody else does. Yeah. But uh, we we're keep it real. tame, pasty white dudes. For the most part. Like, yeah. if I had to describe us, that's like tame, <laughs> pasty, and then white. Those are the top three characteristics. Definitely. So what are you thinking, Trenton? What are your dreams and aspirations? Dreams and aspirations. Wait, before you answer that. Like, are you satisfied with your life right now? Be- Absolutely not. Really? Yeah. Are, yeah. What, why is that? There are, 
there's so much I want to do, and I'm nowhere near where I want to be. And it's not that I'm not satisfied with like where I've come from and where I'm at. It's that there's just plenty that I want to do with my life. Yeah. Uh, starting off with establishing a career. I think I've got it figured out. I, I want to go to law school after studying for political science. That's my major. Dang. Legal studies. I didn't know about the law school part. Yeah. Why yeah. is that? What makes law you want to... You know, I always want to get into politics, uh-huh. and a big step in that is law school. And I've also thought about being a lawyer, a music lawyer, I'm for intellectual ooh. property. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I've really wanted to do for quite a few years now, and... That's a stepping stone to get there. Um, I'm actually going to start taking those practice LSATs uh, already. So, oh my God! So yeah, law school definitely in the future. So, going to law school, being what did you say, a music attorney? Music lawyer. A music lawyer. Yeah, music attorney. Okay, so, but do you also want to be a civil servant with that, or have you considered that? See. Because I feel like most people that study political science either like want to be a lobbyist or a civil servant. Yeah, I I would like to work in the political campaigns as well. So like the music lawyer thing is if the politics side ends up not being what I think it's going to be. And Makes I'll go sense. After a few internships, if that's what what I want to do with mm-hmm. that. Reason. But also, political science is a super versatile degree. You can get into business management with that. You can uh, work in you know human relations for pretty much any any company yeah. with a political science degree. So I went with political science because it's fairly flexible and yeah. what your career path can be with that. So if the lawyer thing doesn't work out and then the politics side of things doesn't work out, I've still got a degree that I can use for yeah. other things. I like that. Yeah. Trenton, I'm going to be honest, before we go any further, you are a smooth talker. I can tell that you are not worried about this microphone. <laughs> I can, like, usually I have to tell a few jokes or, like, uh, pinch my nipples a couple times in front of my guests to get them warmed up. But uh, this time, I can tell. You got some confidence, brother. I respect you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Like, I respect you as a guest. I always respect you as a friend, obviously. But yeah. you are actually comfortable in your own skin right now in front of this microphone. So I think you might have a future in politics if you're yeah. not careful. Awesome. Definitely. Well, you know, my my friends and I that come here, we have that YouTube channel. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, forgot about um, that. Pretty familiar. Would you like to plug that? Uh, yeah, genius to the fifth minus one. It's like genius five and like a carrot little symbol. And it's like pointing up minus one. There you so, go. Yeah. Check that shit out. Yeah. Uh, would you like to talk about what you upload on that bad boy? Oh, Just... goodness. We do whatever we want. We said we were going to do like educational videos in like a, like a cool way, like a weird quirky way, like crash course style mm-hmm. videos. That didn't work out. We've done nothing but... Make me do stupid stuff on there. Classic. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, we've done you know like foreign food fa- uh, taste testing, and uh, we did a mystery bag trivia where we answered trivia questions, and uh, the, the there were different bags uh, with random liquid substances in it that would be popped over our heads if we didn't get the question right. We've done just everything you can imagine. I got you. Well, let's see one thing real quick, just yeah. so I don't want to screw anything up. Let's turn that up a little bit more. <laughs> All right. Uh, say something again real quick. You feeling me now, Mr. Krabs? Awesome. I think that's going to be better. <laughs> the sound waves looked a little low. I didn't want, didn't want to get too far into this bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you guys start the, this YouTube channel? Oh, it's been years ago now. Uh, two and a half years ago, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it was in uh, 
No, probably about three years ago. It was in the fall of uh, 2015, so a little over three years. That's, I got you. We don't have that many videos, but but we it's something we've actually been planning for about the past month. Uh, have about 20 videos out over the next between now and the end of spring semester. So <laughs> we've we've got a plan with it, and we've been playing with it a little bit. <laughs> I got you. So you think you're going to be doing that for the next four years, possibly? Possibly. Uh, definitely, definitely something we want to try to do. Uh, it depends on how the college workload, mm-hmm. you know, plays into things. So I feel that. So, like, do you see yourself having a conventional job, or do you, like, whenever you're older, I don't think you want to have that 9-to-5 work in a cubicle type situation. Yeah. That doesn't seem appealing to you. No, it doesn't. I can tell. But, uh, I, I definitely don't see, like, a future with YouTube videos or anything like yeah. that. Uh, but something definitely to keep going. They're, they're genuinely fun to do. So, uh, regardless of if anything happens with that, uh, uh, it's something I want to keep doing for a little while. And then uh, as far as 9-to-5 job, absolutely do not want to be stuck in that. But sometimes it's part of life to get to, into a position where you don't have to work that 9-to-5. Taking so, stepping stones, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. That's reasonable. <coughs> so I'm going to ask you a question about why you are the way you are because – from people from my perspective, whenever I've met you, mm-hmm. like you are a pretty personable human being. Okay. Like, whenever I talk to some people, you can tell that their personality isn't meant to be loved by everybody. Mm-hmm. But you seem like a pretty lovable guy. Everybody has their quirks, so sure. don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like nobody's perfect. Yeah. Unless you're a fan of homie JC and religious, but we're not going to get into that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just kind of surprising that whenever I talk to you. I can, like, there's certain people that I've met on campus that I think have that quality, and it's mm-hmm. very few. But I think you're one of those people that, even if you don't, like, talk to them all the time or want to be around them all the time, your personality, I wouldn't say is bubbly per se, even though I think you have a little bit of that, but it's something just, like, personable, which I think is impressive because. Especially for politicians, I know plenty of politicians, or say people that want to study political science, they don't have that ability. Yeah. So, like seeing you run for public office, I can see that just because of who you are. Yeah. But why do you think that is? Do you think that's something that you've learned? Do you think that's your parents? Do you think that's the way your genes you just made that way? Did you get hit with the personality stick or something? Tell me. Well, I, I definitely can say I wasn't born this way because okay. I definitely was not all this, all, always like this. Um, in junior high, I had in seventh and eighth grade a social studies teacher. His name is Mr. Roberts. All right, and he's actually from Chatham, just you know, five ten minutes from campus. Mm-hmm. And uh, he happened to come down there, and he's my he was my teacher, and. He kind of just, I don't know, like pulled me out of my shell, kind of forced me to a little bit. Um, he was one of those teachers, everyone liked him, but he wasn't afraid to pick on people in the class. And I was super shy and reserved, and he kind of forced me to kind of, you know, yeah. come out of that shell a little bit. And then uh, I had never played any sports in, in school or anything. I played, like, Park League baseball. Yeah. That was the extent of it. I tried soccer and football, couldn't stand it. <laughs> uh, absolutely hated it. Liked baseball, but I never took it into like junior high or anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, during my seventh grade year, got to know Mr. Roberts a little bit better. He started getting me to talk more to cl- in, you know, in class and to other people. And then my eighth grade year rolled around, and uh, the baseball season's in the fall. And he was like, why don't you come out and 
you know, try out for baseball. I know you like it, you know, because we had conversations. And uh, I was like, all right, and I tried out for the baseball team. Uh, he really liked the way that I hit the baseball and said, go ahead, you know, you're on the team. I was like, that's no, pretty impressive. No way I, was, you know, I like that. Eighth grade. It wasn't a big deal. Oh, okay. It meant a lot to me at that time. I was like, heck yeah. You know? And uh, anyway, and then being around the sports team guys and everything kind of helped helped me start talking to more people. Uh, and then I played basketball that year. And then that carried over into high school. And I played baseball and basketball my freshman, sophomore year. And then continued with baseball junior, senior year. And kind of being on a sports team, you're just around other people. And, uh, you know, I'm definitely not a jock by any means. <laughs> you know, you look at me, I, I wasn't first string, you know. I, I was just, I was around those guys, and then their connections led me to, you know, talk to other people. And then it got involved in, in high school after I got pulled out of my shell a little bit. So mm-hmm. it just kind of developed from there. I would say being around other people. I would say it definitely wasn't like my parents or family or anything that made me this way because they were just – content with me being the weird little antisocial kid I was, but yeah. but I think the people around me wanted me to, you know, get out there a little bit, so. Well, that's pretty cool. I would say that's how I got to where I am. Okay. So, this isn't about <laughs> where you are in life, but, like, your personality. Are you satisfied with the way you see yourself and the way, like, personality-wise, are you happy with the way you interact with others and how you, you perceive yourself? I would say so, yeah. Do you I think mean, that's why you're self-confident? Like, you seem like a fairly, not arrogant by any means, yeah. but you feel like, I feel like you have your own self-esteem, you're confident, and you're proud of who you are as a person. Yeah, yeah, I would say I'm, I'm happy with my personality and the character traits that I have uh, that help me, you know, get through life and make the decisions that I do. I think I make fairly good decisions. Most fairly. of the time. <laughs> most of the time. But, okay. But I would say overall I'm happy with who I am. Well, that's pretty cool. Not everybody can say that, Trent. Yeah, yeah. Especially, especially in college and high school and all that. Everybody's soul-search, you're just unhappy. But yeah. I think you should be proud of yourself. Yeah. Not everybody can say that. I appreciate that. Hey, that's what I'm here for. I'm here yeah. for moral support. And plus, yeah. I'm here to talk to you about what makes you tick, brother. <laughs> so another personal question because that's all I ask and that's all I'm interested in yeah. because I'm a personable guy. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming you're single right now. I am single, ready to mingle. How long have you been single? I've been single for a year and a half. I got you. How's the last relationship? I feel like we talked about this briefly before, but yeah. give me a brief recap yeah, without well, opening any sores. All right. Well, let's see here. It was a long relationship. Mm-hmm. It went from uh, summer between eighth grade and freshman year, and then it went all the way into middle of junior year. Damn. It was about two and a half years. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, that was, that was, that was like marriage. In high school, mm-hmm. you know, if you're together that long. And I uh, went to a small school, so as soon as that relationship was over, it was like, he's divorced. <laughs> you know, it was like no one wanted to come within 50 feet of me as far as that was concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that, um, the relationship honestly was really, it was a solid relationship. And I think if we were in a little bit more mature of a place, we might have been able to figure things out. out but... Um, at that time, I'm in high school, still a kid, still am a kid, kind of, and uh, I just, you know, I didn't want to be locked down by anything, and I think she kind of started to feel the same way, and 
kind of just went separate ways and it, it was fairly ugly. I'll, that was the PG version <laughs> of everything that happened, but uh, I couldn't even tell you who ended it because it was so like in the last like six months it was so on and off and everything. Uh, it, it was a complicated dealio. <laughs> I got you. So, uh, Do you talk to her anymore? Yeah. Um, this is going to sound whack. But, like, she actually went into the military out of high school. Interesting. Yeah, it, it was kind of one of those, everyone was kind of like, whoa, okay. Yeah, Surprise. You, you do you type thing. But she's back home now, and uh, it, she just decided it wasn't quite right for her, and she's going to find a job elsewhere. Um, but she just texted me the other day and was like, Surprise. Hey, you like 21 Pilots, right? And I was like, I I do, yeah. I was just at their concert. He goes, oh, that's cool. My uh, the chaplain when I was at you know boot camp, uh, he really liked Twenty One Pilots and would incorporate it in service on Sundays and blah blah blah. And she's like, I really like them now. Like, Good for you. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was the extent of the conversation. Really? But yeah, it was maybe a week ago. It was when I was in Chicago for my grandfather's funeral. Uh, gotcha. She texted me there. I'd say she wants to start talking a little bit more if that was just the random thing that it, she said. It really was, out. and uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll just. Uh, We're feeling it? Not, no. I don't I'm blame you. Like, I want to enjoy college, and I don't want. And not that I'm like ashamed of my past, but I don't want that to like somehow work its way into my life now. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm in college to experience new things meet new people and i don't want to be tied down by by what i the past yeah yeah you know living your life now living my life how i want to i respect that so So you are single now and you are mingling you're looking your eyes are peeled my eyes are peeled so i got you i got you um are you satisfied with a number of people on campus you think this campus is meeting your needs definitely definitely yeah uh as far as Looks definitely, but and but with that said, absolutely as well intellectually and emotionally, mm-hmm. there are a lot of really cool people that I've met that, yeah, I'd be alright having a relationship with. I got you. So yeah. you think it's easier to make like I'm gonna say partners, but that sounds really. <laughs> let's make let's say intimate relationships. Um, a, like you think that's easier to do this here than it is it was at home? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, like I said, small school. I feel like people that come from a big high school take it for granted that they don't know everybody. Mm-hmm. That's not always a bad thing. Like you know, when you're in a small school, everybody knows everybody. Oh, hell everybody yeah. knows every little move that's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's a very different environment than. Like a college campus, even though it's a small college campus, there's still some anonymity as far as what you're doing all the time. There's not like a lockdown on what you're doing. No, that's reasonable. So, like, how do you feel about partying, brother? Like, are you you the type to get lit? I I would get lit if the... (laughs) That was a white answer. I would get lit if the opportunity presented itself. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. I'm, I'm pre- uh, that's all right. Uh, would you like to elaborate on that? Yeah. No. I mean, parties are okay. I mean, 
that's not necessarily what I'm here for. Like what I did last night with the waffles. I would much rather just hang out with a couple of sober people and have a good time than be around 75 people I don't know that don't remember they're there. Yeah. So that that's the best way I can I can describe it. And if they're strangers, I'd rather have a cool night with like 10 people that I don't really know that well, where we're all just like coherent and there in the moment mm-hmm. and enjoying ourselves rather than, like I said, just forget that the night even happened or do something that you don't want to do or mm-hmm. regret. And no one, no one likes that story. So. True that. That's always a rough, yeah. a rough, rough thing to talk about the next day too. Yeah. Have you been to any parties on campus yet? Um, no, no. I was. There was a party a couple weeks ago that I was going to go to, and uh, I ended up going to that Twenty One Pilots concert and mm-hmm. then went home afterward uh, instead of coming back to campus that that weekend. Uh, Amy from work. Mm-hmm. Um, it was her birthday. Yeah, I went to that birthday one. Bash. How was that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. They had jungle juice there. Oh. Uh, oh. They had some water pong. <laughs> uh, they, I don't want to say anything bad about it, but I think their floor was sticky from like booze. <laughs> but um, like, I think Amy had a good birthday party. That's good. Um, she's a coworker of ours. Yeah. But. Um, we're not going to disclose their age at the safety yeah. of everything just because I just thought about that and I was like, I don't know if I can say anything about that. But. Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing fine. Yes. <laughs> they're doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there was it was there was costumes there. Okay. Um, I, I went with a friend and his, her girl, his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And my friend, I played like a video game with him he was drinking like tequila with water and diet coke, so he was trying to make sure he doesn't get hammered before we went out to party. Yeah. And I was sober because I'm a teetotaler and a jackass at points. <laughs> but um, like, he's he's buzzed, but he's not the type to get like stupid, sloppy drunk. So yeah. um, like, he's just an enjoyable person to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, but his girlfriend was a little tipsy. <laughs> when I say a little tipsy, I mean I felt like I had to keep my eye on her the entire time. Yeah. Which, like, she's a big girl. She can handle herself. But also there was dudes walking up to her. There was this one dude that was in, like, a toddler costume. <laughs> he had, like, a giant cardboard baby printed out covering his face. Mm-hmm. And he had a little sippy cup, which I'm assuming had alcohol in it, <laughs> and handed it to her. And I was like, bro, you need to look at your girlfriend before something bad happens. Yeah. But, um, like... It wasn't, like, for my first college party, I think it was acceptable. It's what it, what I expected it to be. Yeah. It's not my cup of tea. I'll probably go back to another one just because it's fun to see some people just act stupid. Yeah. As long as I'm not the one doing it. Yeah. But, obviously, I think you know me well enough that I'm more of a straight shooter. Exactly. I act goofy enough not being drunk, so I don't want to see what happens when I am drunk. Yeah. Um, I will tell you something funny that we were talking about the ladies today. And this is a little brief tidbit that happened to me. I've been talking to this girl uh, that I match with on Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me a little bit about her. Uh, She's an 18-year-old girl in high school. And at first I thought, man, she's probably responsible enough. But uh, she likes to get trashed. (laughs) (laughs) Like the first time I messaged her on Snapchat, she just talked about how she got finished smoking weed. And then... That weekend, she was going to ISU to go to campus parties. And yeah. then the weekend after that, she went to SIUE to go to a frat party. And now this weekend, we were supposed to meet up today. 
That didn't happen because last night you got too trashed at an ISU frat party. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but um, I think it's kind of ironic that, like, Tinder is such a terrible thing to do to people. Like, it is. Like, I, 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 I use it just because I can, and I'm, my, I don't know if the testosterone gets the best of me or what, but, like, I just, like, start swiping. Yeah. And like I'm like it's probably a good thing that I'm talking to these people to get an idea of who everybody is, but uh, I think she's probably gonna be cut off after today because she was supposed to like come through Springfield at lunchtime. Uh-huh. She woke up at three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh god, <laughs> that's how rough her night was apparently. Yeah. So uh, I think I'm gonna take a break from doing anything too wild. Yeah. But I don't know what it is about teenagers, but. They always desire to get trashed, and yeah. I'm always so confused about There's that. There's some weird appeal. It's like to like grow up, or like it makes you look older, or something. There's something with that. There's yeah. something to be said about that. I don't get it. Like everybody has their own thing, but I almost feel like everybody, given the opportunity, is gonna get drunk. And yeah. like I guess it's because they feel more confident because they don't have to worry about what they're doing whenever they're intoxicated. Mm. But that has no sex appeal to me. Yeah. But again, everybody does their own thing. Yeah. I feel like there there are two different types of drinking. There are a few different types. You know, one of them is like social, mm-hmm. just having a drink, like a like a normal just one drink like with a meal or whatever when you go out for a night a night out on the town or whatever when you're of age mm-hmm. winks at camera wink winks, wink winks at microphone wink 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 and then there's the shit faced level of drinking where you just drink to get drunk and I don't think anyone has fun with that no you can't possibly have fun with that you know I mean everyone like you said dabbles in their own thing but it's just if you can't remember it or even enjoy it while you're doing it, I don't understand how that's an enjoyable experience overall, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. So there's two different levels to it. I don't feel like drinking's bad entirely, but, you know, there's, there's, a there's overdoing line. it. Yeah. There's overdoing it. you got to play it safe. And college parties are a place for overdoing it. <laughs> a little bit. So. Well, with that said, you asked if I'd been to a college party here. I had not, but I was at one back home this summer. Oh, where'd and, you go? Uh, Did you go to SIU or something? No, actually, uh, it was like, all oh, there were people from SIU there. There were people from the community college. It was just in a house. Like, it wasn't. Oh, it was like, like a house party. party. Okay. And uh, it was uh, it was something, you know? Yeah. A lot of, like you were talking about, a lot of, a lot of drinking, a lot of. Uh, <laughs> paraphernalia. I see. And, I uh, see. The, the, of the drug type floating around. Mm-hmm. Several of the drug paraphernalia. Damn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was. It was something. Uh, you know, I didn't do anything while I was there. Uh, but yeah, it was an experience for sure. And maybe that's why I haven't pursued anything here too seriously. Like I was going to go to the one a couple weeks ago, but. For the most part, it just not for me. Yeah. Like I said, I'd rather hang out with just, you know, even if it's 60 people, but I'd just rather be there with people that are coherent. Yeah, or where what's going on can contribute to the good time rather than kind of just be obnoxious, you know? Strongly agree. 
I will tell you one thing that yeah. I found out. I think there are people that are doing cocaine on this campus. And when I say think, I think I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, that kind of doesn't surprise me. I'm, I'm not going to lie there. Uh, yeah, we won't get into details, but I'm, I'm curious. Uh, like we were talking about with the gossip, but like, like in where on campus? Like, from my understanding, I think it was in one of, like, I think the townhouses, but I'm not entirely okay. sure. Okay. But obviously, drugs are like, it's a universal thing, so there's yeah. probably going to be a little bit of something everywhere. Yeah. I think we're about to start going down a rabbit hole of stuff that we don't particularly want to yeah, talk about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, gotta, I gotta put this in there. UIS is a quiet, safe campus overall. It's not a party school by any no. means. I mean, there are parties like we talked about, but overall this campus is very laid back, chill, low key, strongly say nowadays. Like you won't get into trouble unless you go looking for it. That's, That's all I believe. Exactly what I say on my tours. I say, uh, you can find trouble, but trouble won't find you. I like that. Yeah. We're smart guys, Trenton. Oh yeah. All right. Quick on our feet. We try. Okay. Another thing that me and you have in common, only problem is you're a lot better at it than I am, oh. is you play guitar. Oh, and, and I dabble in guitar. Yeah. I dabble in guitar. We, on, yes, you dabble. I look like a orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So talk about, let's see, what do you enjoy about playing guitar? Because I feel like the answer is usually universal, but it does vary from person yeah. to person, so I do want your perspective. It Honestly, I never picked it up to, like, be the best guitarist in the world or anything. I picked it up just as something to do to take up my time. I've always loved music, and uh, I avoided band. Excuse me. You're good. You're good. Diet Coke and Red Bull. I know. Diet you. Coke and Red Bull are just kind of... Anyway. You do that. You do be like that. Uh, I, I never did band in, like, junior high or in high school. Um, it, I, I never was I, – I loved brass instruments, but I never got into them. Like, mm-hmm. never viewed them as, like, I want to play that. And I grew up listening to, like, classic rock music. <coughs> uh, you know, 100.7, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. KGMO. The, oh, hell yeah. The – Classic rock station out of Cape Girardeau. Yep. And uh, Very anyway, familiar. grew up listening to that music and always had the guitar in the back of my mind, but I knew guitars were expensive. My family didn't have a ton of money, and I was like, I'm not going to bother them with that. And that was probably around 10 or 11 when I was like, right, I might want to do that. And uh, a family member passed away and passed the guitar down to my brother. And he started playing guitar and when I was in like sixth grade, so like 12 years old, so like a year or two after, I was kind of like, I want to start playing guitar. Mm-hmm. And he got a guitar, and he started playing guitar. And he, you know, started with just a few chords. He never did formal training or anything. And uh, for a little while, I just kind of laid back, didn't talk to him about it. And then I was like 14, turning 15. It was in like 2015, beginning of the year. I finally went up to him and was like, dude, I like what you're doing on the guitar. I want you to teach me something. And he taught me a G-sus-4. Wow. Yeah. And that means nothing to most people, but it meant nothing to me at the time. Yeah. But it sounded really pretty. So I was like, 
I like this. And the rest is history? And the rest is history. At that point, I was like, I want a guitar. It took about 10 months for me to get a guitar. That's when I got my Epiphone for Christmas in 2015. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started playing it mostly just for myself, like to your original question, uh, just something I wanted to do. Um, and I might, you know, want to be in a small band at some point or something, but it's not anything that I want to pursue to, like, overwhelm me. It's more of an escape than... A hobby. Yeah. It's more of just an escape and a hobby than, like, a career or yeah. anything I want to burden myself with. I think the moment that I do that is the moment I'm going to start hating to do it. Yeah. So... You don't want to make it a job. You want to do something that you actually enjoy. Exactly. I think that's where a lot of people have a fine line of doing things. Like whenever people say, follow your passion, and like you turn into a basket maker. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, shit, i got to sell 10,000 baskets now by hand. I'm a jackass. Exactly. It's that kind of thing. I think you can be passionate about a hobby and not, you know, burden yourself with it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree with you there. Like, you might be a great basket weaver, and you might love making baskets. But you don't have to make a career out of it. You can just keep that to yourself. I like the way you speak <laughs> sometimes, brother. I, I like the way you speak all the time. Thank you. I, I, hopefully this might turn into a career for me. Like, I don't know what else I'd do because everything else seems exactly, what's the word I'm looking for, unnecessary or I'm just not good at it. Yeah. So... I don't know. I feel like whenever I get to talk to interesting people, I get to talk to my friends, get to talk to people like you. Yeah. It gives me an idea of where I'm going to start pushing my interests. And hopefully, just hopefully, this can be something I do professionally. I, I would love to do that. I'm 100% behind you. I hope so. I enjoy so. your podcast. You. I enjoy what you're doing, and I'm sure I'll enjoy wherever it goes. Thank so. you. Yeah. Hopefully you'll be around to hear some more of it. You want to see where we're at right now? Definitely. How are how we doing? That's a good question. It's approximately 9 o'clock, so I'm going to make sure to say we're like 30 minutes in. How long do these bad boys usually go for? Um, they usually go for an hour, and I have like a couple of big questions that I want to ask you. All right. Uh, okay. Guess okay. how far we're in? Guess. Uh, 32 minutes. Big sad is 37.51, brother. 37.51. That's all right. That's uh, all right. Um, I will ask you a question because I'm very uh, egotistical and I'm a jackass and okay. an arrogant prick. So what was your first uh, uh, impression of me whenever you first met me? Oh, gosh. Man. I don't even... When, how did we meet, dude? I feel like we were in the same Kickstarter, Trenton. Was it the same Kickstarter back in, back in June? Mm-hmm. Was it? I think so. Like, we were the very first Kickstarter. Really? I remember I met you and you talked about you're on the Scholar Bowl team. And you... Like, yes, yep. we did meet. We were passing in the hallway. Yep. It was uh, we were in UHB. Yes, we and were. I remember. Yes, that. like yes. it was yesterday. Yep. <laughs> I mentioned that I was from Anna Jonesboro, and you said I'm from Carbondale. Went to Murfreesboro. Yep. And I was like, well, you said Carbondale, and then I was like, oh, we might have played uh, your school in the regional, and you're like, well, actually, I went to Murfreesboro. I was like, oh, heck, we played you guys all the time. Yeah. So it's super, we could have passed each other a million times before coming here and never even known it. I'm sure we did. Yeah. With your original question, kind of thought you were a goofball, not going to lie. I tried. Yeah, and, I, and that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. That's kind of what people tend to think of me sometimes, and, and, and I guess I see myself in you a lot. I hope you feel the no, same No, it's way. vice versa. And it's... It's a good thing in my eyes. Um, my one of my best friends, mom Hunter, his mom behind my back <laughs> <laughs> called me a goofball, and I was like, 
first I was kind of awkward, <laughs> that. I'm like, I don't want to be a goofball, but the more I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. So I guess kind of goofy and in a good way, in a likable way. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then got to know you more. I want to say, when would that have been that we met again? Probably that Monday in Poli Sci. Yeah. Or maybe before that a little bit. But We sat together the yeah. very first time in political science, but I'm sure like we talked a little bit since we live like a door down from each other. Yeah. But so. um, I remember whenever I first met you, like that very first conversation we had, I felt like you were a little timid, but I could tell that I'd, you can usually tell when somebody's from the same area that you are because apparently we have the southern dialect. Apparently. I, I know, right? It's like you're, you're shitting me, right? <laughs> but um, like whenever I first met you, I thought – I didn't think you were nerdy, but I will say I thought – Yeah, the first conversation was scholarable, man. Yeah. Like, you definitely thought I was a dork, and that, that's, that's cool. And I – like I don't know what it is. I – Whenever I met you then versus now, I feel like you've lost weight also. I did. Like I could tell on your face because yeah. you you weren't ugly back then, but you're a lot more attractive now. Let yeah. me say that. Yeah, I appreciate that. But also I think – like I could tell you had personality a little bit. It's yeah. just I didn't get to know you well enough. But I think that's just because people have that tendency to just like, oh, I talked to that dude once. I know what it is all about. No, no. But obviously if people don't talk to you, they're missing out. But that's not the entire point. What was I saying? Shit. <laughs> oh, big sad. First time you met me. Anything more about that? Um, nah, just that, that you like, I thought you were a cool guy. The Scholar Bowl thing threw me for a loop. I was like, <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I wasn't thinking of... <laughs> Hey, you know what? We're going to move on. We're going to move on before I say anything else. Everything else I'm going to say is just going to be incriminating, I feel. All right. So, Trenton, we've talked about your personality. we talked about my personality. Yeah. I want to know, like, whenever you look for, not just, like, romantic lovers, because you can bone anybody, but, like, whenever you choose people that you want to be around, what do you look for in that person? Man. They've got to be open mm-hmm. and not in like a tell me everything way but in an open to new experiences kind of way um, not not able uh, not willing to settle for the minimum mm-hmm. like, I like to be around people that are always trying to kind of get to the next yeah. next step which like surprises that. me with some of my friends uh, I say that like that's quality <laughs> I look for but some of my friends are just willing to put in the minimum and call it a day just call and, it a slide and that's that's just the way that they are, and I respect them for it. Um, but when I look, seek out new friendships, relationships, uh, I want somebody, even if they don't know where they're going, I just want somebody that's willing to have a little bit of fun. Um, people that are honest and good people overall. And when I say good, I don't mean, you know, like... Holier than thou. Yeah, I just mean like... They're, they're honest people um, with a little bit of integrity, a little bit of heart, and uh, I like that. a little bit of grit about them. Grit. They're willing to fight a little bit. Ooh, got some and, passion, got a fire in there. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like that, and I like people that, at the same time, that kind of just laugh a lot, and they're just willing to have a good time. Yeah. I think that's what it is. If you're willing to laugh, I'm willing to laugh. We feed <laughs> off each other, and then 
every interaction, most interactions will be positive. Yeah, so, I like that. Yeah. So have you ever thought about, I don't want to say the word entertainer, but like I, you're a people person, obviously. Yeah. So like whenever you think of being a music lawyer, mm-hmm. do you think that works with being as personable as you are? Uh, or because I feel like the civil servant slash politician thing that's obviously yeah. connects well, but the music lawyer. Yeah. Um, or is that just more like an intellectual thing with mixed with like you, yeah. you liking music and yeah. playing guitar? Yeah, it's it's a little bit of, of both. Um, I want to be able to work with people that care about the same things that I do, <laughs> and with that music and justice in some way, um, or even just you know making sure that. People are protected while they're making their music. Um, those kinds of things I feel like are important things that I value. Yeah. And, Do you uh, think that's the problem now? You feel like music is being stolen or like being unoriginally made again? Uh, part, partially that. And then we live in a very digital age with music. Uh, artists have to tour now to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you cannot make money off of the music itself. You have to do shows. And a lot of people don't realize that. They think, oh, I'm streaming it on Spotify. They're still getting paid for it. It's fractions of a penny for each play. Mm-hmm. And it's sad, but that's just the world that we've moved into. And something I would like to do with the industry is help make sure artists are fairly paid for their work uh, from the record basis. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, that's something I would like to do with the industry, but one guy's not going to be able to do it. I know there are a lot of people, though, that think the same way that I do. So... Yeah. Okay. So, like, your favorite kind of music, would you say that's, like, rock or, like, 21 Pilots? Those are one yeah, of your favorite uh, bands. Yeah, I would say 21 Pilots is kind of a, a wild card band that I really like. Uh-huh. Um, I, I like a lot of music, and I know it's, like, so cliche. I would say rock, though, is definitely, like, rooted in where I really like mm-hmm. and, and folk for the most part. I'm a, I'm a fan. Uh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I really like that acoustic-y folk music, too. Hey, and, you gotta yeah. love it. <laughs> I'm with you, buddy. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, but rock for sure. Okay. Uh, and people are like, what kind of rock? Blues rock, alternative rock, hard rock. Metal is disgusting. I cannot stand metal. Metal is not rock. Metal is its own thing that I'm not a fan of. Just screaming. <laughs> screaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a fan. I don't like that either. Just hitting that open top stream like a billion times. That's that's pretty hard. Not for me. Not for me. So that's understandable. Yeah. Uh, Trenton, do you know the name of my podcast? It is Jackson Canope Pursuit of Happiness. Pursuit of Happiness. Pursuit of Happiness there with Jackson Canope. Close ah, enough. One gotcha. I haven't even decided to be honest. I think I just like put one in front of the other randomly. Mm-hmm. So. Obviously, with the name, yeah. like I gotta ask you, you know what I'm gonna say, you know what I'm gonna ask. Guess what I'm gonna ask you? Uh, what is my pursuit? What What am I doing to get to where I'm full happiness? Yeah. Something like that. You ask it better. Okay. What makes you happy, Trent? <clears throat> what makes me happy? Yeah. Ooh. I want your like gratification, like your instant gratification stuff, but I also want that end goal stuff that you're looking at. Yeah. I want to know the quintessential trend being happy. Yeah. Give it to me. Give it to me hard. Okay. Just don't make me bend over. <laughs> uh, man. 
You have to give me a second. That, that's okay. I'm just going to cut this part out for it. That's okay. I'll start playing the Jeopardy music, rub right. one out, all that fun stuff. All right, that sounds good. Talk about how I lost my virginity the other day. Ah, JK. Boy, no, JK. Yeah. I'm a loser. Don't worry about that's it. That's okay. I am too. Up top. Virgin gang, yeah, whole lot of gang shit. Really <laughs> shitty. <high five. laughs> we made a sound. Sorry, it sounded. But they don't know that. <laughs> yeah. They don't know. Like we got each other's half of the hand, but that's all right. Yeah, that's all right. Man, being happy is a hard thing to do, brother. Yeah, it is. And like satisfaction and happiness are two different things. Yeah. So, like you can be satisfied. Like you can eat like a bag of ruffles and have a nice cool diet coke and be satisfied. But yeah. are you happy actually exactly. to do that? Exactly. Man. All right. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. First and foremost, it's a little more of on the like instant gratification side of things. I'm very happy whenever I'm holding a guitar or working on a guitar. I like that. And uh, it's a very simple thing, but it means a lot to me whenever I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. I love doing it. You see me all the time in the lounge yes, playing I guitar. Do. And yes, that's I just do. me trying to get away, like I said earlier, kind of an escape from what's going on. And be happy in the moment mm-hmm. for that time. Another thing, uh, people make me happy. That's nice. Yeah. I can relate uh, to that. It's even the not so enjoyable ones, uh, there's something about them that even when they <laughs> inevitably <laughs> piss me off. <laughs> There's something about that interaction that lets me see the the good in the world, mm-hmm. and and I'm I've come to a point. I feel like I'm 70. Like I'm so easy to forgive people. Yeah. And I think that might be one of my downfalls uh, in some ways that I'm just I'm too quick to forgive. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I'm willing to see the good in just about anybody, and even if they've done things that. I that hurt me in the end. That's um, a very wholesome answer. Yeah, I know, I know. You almost feel drained after saying that. I do, and it's so like I don't know. I feel like I'm tooting my own horn, but no, no. That's it's just getting to meet new people, and uh, I, like you said, I came off as timid, and uh, I'm somewhere in between an introvert and an extrovert. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like being around people. If you had to pick, what would you say you are? I feel like you'd be an extrovert, if I'm being honest. I'd say an extrovert, like 60%, mm-hmm. and an introvert about 40 It's pretty close, well, actually. I, I don't know. I feel like, for the most part, a lot of people don't necessarily care about what I think or what I've got to say. Mm-hmm. And then that, that keeps me from reaching out to people. But at the same time, the extrovert side of me... Pulls me to talk to people, and I'm like, well, regardless of whatever you think I'm going to say or what I'm going to do, I'm going to be me, and that's what matters. And uh, most of the time that works out, and then I make a new friend or uh, meet somebody new that way. So people make me happy. I like that. uh, Yeah. Let me think. What does make me happy? Man. I feel like this is like... Really hard question. I should have known this coming in. That's okay. That's okay. It's weird to think about because there's all these things that you. I think we're still fairly young, so it's hard to have a good grasp on it. 
Um, I will tell you, whenever you said something about how you don't know if people are going to care about your opinions, yeah. like, I feel that way a lot. Yeah. Like, sometimes I measure my own self-worth on how I interact with other people. In yeah. fact, that's, like, one of the biggest things I do because I try to pride myself on being entertaining or enjoyable to talk to. Exactly. So, and I think you can relate to that, obviously. Definitely. But, um, like, whenever I started doing this podcast, I thought, who the f- Never mind, I'm not going to say the F word. I'm a good person. <laughs> Who actually cares enough to listen to this? But there has been a positive like outlook for this so far. Yeah. Uh, as of right now, the podcast has 719 plays total. So we're, awesome. we're making progress. Definitely. We've been around for about a month and a half. And I, I'm satisfied because there's only growth from this point. Yeah. I'm going to have my ups. I'm going to have my downs. But I am happy with me at least making this attempt. And I think something about you, Trenton, that a lot of people don't understand is you make an attempt to live life the way you want to. And I think that's pretty cool because not everybody can say that. Everybody usually goes with the flow, does what the crowd does. But I feel like you're an individual. Thank you. Hey, you don't have to thank me. I'm just telling you how I see it. And uh, one last bit for that uh, the what makes me happy question. Go ahead. Uh, it sounds stupid. Jim Klein's class. <laughs> that class never fails to genuinely make me happy. And it's not even necessarily what happens in that class. It, his class puts me in a mindset. Uh, for those that don't know, it's uh, Who Am I is the name of the class. He is a licensed clinician. Mm-hmm. And uh, he does therapy for people and counseling and uh, he's a genuinely just a great human being overall he's one of the most down-to-earth nicest people I've ever met in my entire life anyway get off of his I'm a big fan too so yeah. I don't blame you uh, he sets up his class in a way that lets you think about what makes you happy what makes you who you are and I uh, since taking his class, I've thought about a lot, a lot about who I am, and I gave pretty confident, reasonable answers of what I want to do with my life at the beginning of this podcast. Um, and I wouldn't say that I've wavered too much from those original beliefs, um, but I don't know anymore. Uh, I think about what makes me want to do those things and what drives me to do those things. Is it something that truly makes me happier? Is it just something that I like? Um, which your question kind of touched on, it, what makes you happy? And uh, for you know, it might make you happy with like an instant gratification type happy, or something that truly brings joy into your soul. You know, mm-hmm. those are two different things. Yes. And uh, yeah, so thinking about the future makes me happy. It gives me. It makes you happy. Yeah, it That's shapes interesting. Shapes who I am. I don't worry about the future in a way that I feel like a lot of people our age especially do. And, uh, yeah, so I would just say thinking about the future and shaping my thoughts makes me happy. Yeah. It gives me a direction to go and a way to uh, make sure my choices uh, lead me to where I want to go. That's pretty impressive. I'm going to be honest, Trenton. I like uh, our professor, Jim Klein's class, but I will say, well, sometimes when I walk out of there, I feel pretty intimidated. 
I get that feeling just because obviously it makes you actually rethink everything. Yeah. And whenever you said, like, you get happy thinking about the future, yeah. like, for me, obviously, like, there's some stuff. But, like, thinking about what I'm going to do is really intimidating. But, like, obviously, things – I just dropped my jewelry, big son. Anyway, <laughs> things that make me happy that I think about in the future, like, the only things that I can really think of is, like – being married, having somebody love me as much as I love them, having a child, mm -hmm. understanding what it's like to have a human being that you made and that you love more than anything. Yeah. Um, like, the potential part I like is just, like, how you, like, re get that potential to actually go where you want it to. Yeah. That's what intimidates me. Yeah. But you actually, okay, so you just feel happy thinking about that? You don't it feel... Tell, explain. It's inspiring. To inspire. It, it's it's inspiring to aspire to think about what could be, even if that's not where I get. I, I, it, I like I said, I come from not a, a impoverished family by any means, but a, a lower income family, mm -hmm. and I've always been taught to think big, dream big, think about what you want to do, and you can get there because you're smart or you're you know whatever you're intelligent and that's what every parent tells their kid you know mm -hmm. and uh, I wouldn't say that shaped me but um, once I started to see like scholarships for college and acceptance into college and uh, my teachers in high school that you know I would you know be the leader of a club or uh, something and they would tell me how great of a job I was doing and they liked where the club was going and maybe kind of start to think maybe I can do these things maybe I am a little bit different and uh, whatever I do while may not it may not work out in the best way possible uh, I can I can get just about anywhere that I want to go and I, money is not a driving factor for me for the most part of course I want to make a living <laughs> I mean I don't know anyone that doesn't want to make enough to get by uh, but like being a lawyer, a lot of people are like, "Oh, you're, you want the, you want that paycheck?" I'm like, "Not really. It's just something that I and I think I would enjoy doing." And mm -hmm. yeah, so that's very honorable. I like that. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool, Jen. Man, you are a very wholesome man. I hope you know that. Well, thank you. So, well, I'm gonna look at this one last time. The screen went dark again, so that's a good sign. Yeah. Um. Since I'm trying to think, you have anything on your mind that we haven't talked about? You have anything like about your happiness or what you want to pursue? I will ask you one thing before I let you open the floor up. Okay. Like, I know everybody has dreams and aspirations, and everybody wants to pursue those. Mm -hmm. But some people give up along the way. Some people in their head think, I'm not going to be good enough to do that. Some people will think that uh, that it's just not possible for them. But obviously that comes with time and change and all of that. Yeah. But in your mind, do you believe that you can do it? In your mind, if you're being completely honest with yourself. And I'm not saying this yeah. in a positive or a negative yeah. way because I don't want to spoil or bias yeah. the question, but I do want to know. Hmm. I'm gonna let you man. The optimist <laughs> in me wants to say yes, uh, but 
I can't say that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always doubt in me. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, uh, my aspirations, my goals are ever-changing. Uh, what I want to do is always slightly different. As far as law school and pursuing that, I absolutely think I can do that. Um, that sounds probably cocky, but I'm, I'm confident that if I work hard, put my head down, grind through it, I can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always kind of been one to work hard. Uh, I may not be the top performer, but like with sports teams, I'm not first string. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> the guy that they want all the time. I'm not the guy they want when they're up by 15 runs in the fifth inning. Like, you know, I'm not that guy. But I've always worked hard and kept just kept going even when things were rough and wanted to give up. And so, yeah, I, I think I can do just about anything that I put my mind to. Um, definitely. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I can tell you, I have faith in you. I think it'll go as far as you want to. Um, well, we've officially reached the hour mark. How does it feel? Do you feel drained? Do you feel like your mind is like you're pondering a lot of things right now? It's been an intense session. I I try to make it intensely enjoyable. Yes. Yeah. Almost it, orgasmic. It oh, yeah. Um, uh, give me something to think about tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh I'm going to let you, I don't know if you have anything that you're curious about. You're, you're obviously welcome to ask me any questions that you might be interested in. Yeah. But um, I think, I don't know. I feel like I have probed you for a very long time. And I, I don't, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. That sounds a little kinky, but I'm okay with it. I'm going to be honest. I think you've given all the right answers, even though there's no real right answer. Everything you said sounds good. You know, and I don't know how that makes me feel. Like, like I guess that's good. It's a good thing. It sounds like you got your shit together, at least. See, Obviously, know. it doesn't and feel I, that way. I want to put that out like there. I, have, I say I know what I want, and I think that's what I want. And there's no way to know for sure. You just got to live life and live through experiences that make you question those things. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I'm going to hit many of those in the next few years. Um do I see myself at UIS at the end of four years? You don't know? Probably not. Really? Not that I'm going to drop out. Uh, you think I'm transferring? I would, I, it's not out of the realm, the possible. realm of possibility. Yeah. It's something I've thought about. I've heard a lot of people talk about it, if I'm being honest, Trenton. Yeah. So, and it's not that I don't like the school or the people. Um, I just I want to establish connections in the first couple years here um, with the political science realm of things, and uh, that's kind of what I'm here for right now. And uh, my first choice school when looking at colleges was Ohio State. I see. Still got the sweatshirt. I'm wearing it right now. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like a little reminder every day. And if I don't end up transferring out and going to, like, the Champaign campus or Ohio State, I would like to go to law school at Ohio State if possible. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely loved Columbus, Ohio. Beautiful city. But, um, yeah, that's, that's entirely possible, uh, transferring out. And, again, that may change. I may absolutely fall in love with something here. 
somebody here. Oh. I don't know what it's going to be like mm-hmm. in the next year and a half or so. So uh, I don't have my stuff together. Everything could fall apart tomorrow. My entire outlook could change on life. That's okay. Uh, but but yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. I'm happier thinking about where I can go though. The potential. Yeah. The potential drives you. Definitely. I see. Yeah. You're a good man, Trent. You're a wonderful man, too. (laughs) All right. So what else are you thinking about? Anything on your mind? Anything that you want to ask, tell, say, do? Uh, What makes you happy, Jackson? Me happy? Oh, boy. That's a loaded question. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's a pretty good question. I ask it a lot, and whenever I think about it, I usually give my answer as just like being around people and talking to people. Yeah. Like I had a girl ask me, she's actually the receptionist at the admissions office, kind of cute, not the old woman, not the 60-year-old lady, it's uh, not going to say her name. Yeah. Don't want to spoil it, and plus I think she has a boyfriend, deal, deal. Deal, deal. But um, like I was talking to her about it, and she was like, and I told her what makes me happy is stuff like getting an understanding of what I'm makes other people happy having a better understanding of i don't like learning in a generic sense of being in a lecture hall or anything i like learning from other people and taking it in as i take it out yeah but if i had to say what makes me happy it's making other people happy Mm. people that i've idolized in my life are like robin williams and john stewart people that can actually make life entertaining even whenever it feels like it shouldn't be Mm -hmm. those are the people i look up to uh, I'm a big fan of my father's work. He has the gift of gab. I try to have that same thing. Um, my father says I'm a better better speaker than him at points. That's arguable. But uh, the stuff that makes me happy is just trying to make other people happy. Yeah. And that's obviously everybody says that. Like volunteerism is a big thing whenever they say that. Yeah. Uh, charity work. But... I don't think my work is going to be done with my hands, and I don't think my work is going to be helping physical things in the world or charitable causes. Yeah. I don't think I have the capacity or the ability to do that. I think the best place for me to do it, and this is going to sound really kumbaya, this guy's a jackass, but helping the heart and helping people be happy and like love each other, understand each other, and try to entertain people and make sure they understand that there's always something that can be enjoyed, can be looked at, can be loved. And everybody's obviously has the potential to love other people, but everybody should understand that they have the capacity to be loved. And most importantly, nothing is, is as bad as it seems. Yep. Uh, people... I've been talking to a few people, some of my friends, uh, some of my friends in the past, some of the things that's happened to me and my family in the past has felt as though life gets really, really bad. Yeah. And that's some of the stuff that's defined me in my life. But most importantly, I think my life is meant to make others happier in the extent of maybe not entertaining per se, even though that's the way I think I'm going to do it, but just to make other people's lives more enjoyable. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I laughed a little bit <laughs> with you. Uh, I view things the same way um, as far as I put a lot of value in other people, mm-hmm. um, what their perception of the world is. 
how they're feeling versus how I'm feeling. I'm not willing to get into like myself too much. I want to put myself out there for other people in a way that, like you said, it makes them view the world in a a better in a, through a rosier mm-hmm. lens, a, a better a better way of viewing the world. I put a lot. I, I value myself in the way that I interact with others. Whether that's a good or bad thing, it's probably a bad thing. I um, relate to that. But it's me, and I can't stop doing that. It's just, you know, part of who I am. So I respect that, and yeah. I feel the same way, brother. Yeah. I think people like us are needed in the world. Yeah. As weird as that may sound. Man, I almost got emotional, you bastard. How dare you? <laughs> Oh man! I'm coming the lights for me. Is, is this how you? Uh, I set the mood. Warming me up. Yep, the diet coke, the lights. <laughs> it's about time for me to bust out the lube. Oh god! <laughs> but yeah, the lights just turned off on us. Yeah. Maybe if I wave my arms. Uh oh. No, nope, it's not clap. Oh, it did kind of. Yeah. Oh well. Um, oh, I'll turn the lights on. Eh, we don't need good lighting. It's thank okay. you. Thank just, you. Thank yeah, you. you know we're good. All right. Uh, so. What else are you thinking, brother? Man, we're half a semester through college. Yeah, that is pretty strange. Pretty and, strange. Uh, I've been thinking a lot, you know. Just mm-hmm. been thinking a lot, and I don't know exactly what about my my grandpa passed mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, and time kind of slowed down a little bit and put things into perspective. And uh, I know. Uh, I don't want to put that out there for you, but I know you were going through a similar situation. And, uh, yeah, and uh, things kind of slowed down for me around that time, and I got to do a lot of thinking and about how I want to live my life. Uh, My grandpa and I were close while I was younger. Mm -hmm. Uh, My parents split whenever I was in fifth grade, and uh, it was very messy uh, regarding their relationship. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sided with my mom in the, in the whole deal. And uh, since then, there's been a strain, I would say, yeah. in the relationship I have with my father, and that translated into the relationship I have with my grandfather on my dad's side. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to cry, but oh, yeah, that's all right, man, brother. He uh, he was in the hospital in Chicago, and uh, I never went and saw him while he was in the hospital, and uh, yeah, I man, it's okay. I uh, I know he knows how I felt about him. Mm-hmm. I never viewed him in a bad way, and it, being at his funeral and seeing all the people that truly cared about him and loved him for who he was and the life that he lived uh, inspired me uh, to really think about things and how I want to be remembered like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so. Uh, I didn't get to let him know, I guess, exactly what he meant to me. But uh, I guess when I 
when I get to that age and pass, I want to have lived a life that there's no doubt in my mind what people thought of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure he felt that way. And so, yeah, this maybe not the, you know, the footprint or the blueprint of his life, but mm-hmm. uh, a similar end goal of having people that truly loved me for who I was. Yeah. Um, I will ask you a question. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I hope it's not too intimate of a question. No. But um, before your grandfather was in the hospital, I'm sure you guys. I think if you're anything like you were now, then you were then. I don't think he would have been too concerned with how you felt about them. But do you think, like well, at least whenever you were younger, whenever you guys were a lot closer, apparently, mm-hmm. like you said, I don't. From my perspective, I don't think he would have been worried about how you felt about him. What, is that a right assumption? Yeah. So that being said, I do want to tell you something that my father told me. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I used to play golf, and my father quoted a golfer called Lee Trevino, and uh, he would reference to like my practice and stuff as like. And golfers would talk about this. If you don't, if you don't have it and bring it onto the course, you're not going to find it while you're out there. And that's in a reference to like if you don't tell people how you feel before they need to know, then you're not going to make them feel any better whenever they're on their deathbed. Yeah. And I don't think you should worry about like if I was in my grandfather's place. Like, I don't think I'd worry about my grandkids, like, coming to see me in pretty bad shape. Like, obviously, it's whatever. You want to see the people you care about, but I don't think trying to make up feelings on a deathbed makes life any better. And I don't think, thankfully, neither of us were in that situation. But uh, I visited my grandfather, actually, the day he passed away. Uh, I... Oh, here we go. Yeah, but sorry. that's okay. It's okay. We're here. We might as well put up the last Band-Aid on this bad boy. But um, I was there, and he passed away. And while I was there, I wasn't in the room. I was outside of the hospital at the time, but I came back and everything. But I am grateful to have known my grandfather. Not everybody's fortunate enough to know their family like that. Mm-hmm. So I think we are both very appreciative that our lives, our paths crossed. Uh, the very last thing that I said to my grandfather was, I'll see you later. And I don't know if anybody listening is religious, but I think I do believe that. But I think we should just be happy for the relationships that we do make and the importance that we put on our... I think family is very important. Uh, I think this day and age, it's harder for people to connect. But I think everybody that has a family should try to cherish them, no matter who they are or what they do, because that's your bloodline. That's your last name. That's a part of who you are. Yeah. But um, I think everything happens for a reason. And I think it's good that we at least got to know our grandparents. Yeah. But sadly... Not everybody lasts forever. Yeah. It do be like that sometimes. It do be like that sometimes. Oh, man. It looks like we were talking quiet for a little while. Hopefully yeah, people, I mean, people can hear that. If not, it's probably a good thing because it was sad. <laughs> it was big sad. Big sad. The words of Jackson can help. Big sad. The great big, sad. 
The great sand. <laughs> the greatest of sands. Yeah. 1920s. Mm-hmm. All right. What else are you thinking, brother? Why Diet Coke? Why Diet Coke? Why Diet Coke? What about it? What about it? Well, whenever I was very young, my father drinks Coke, my mother drinks Diet Coke, mm-hmm. and I'd feel guilty if I drank one instead of the other it's because I was very, uh, a very worrisome child. Yeah. So <laughs> what I would do is I'd either mix them, or I, if I got Coke one time, I'd get Diet Coke the next time because I didn't want to hurt my parents' feelings because I honestly thought they gave a damn what soda I drank yeah. because I was a jackass. Mm-hmm. But I'd go back and forth, and then I don't know if it's because my mother started picking me up more or like what, but it just started turning into that I started just drinking Diet Coke. Yeah. Like I can drink other sodas, but I try to avoid it because I drink way too much Diet Coke as it is. Mm-hmm. Like you gave me a bottle of Diet Coke yesterday, Yelena gave me a Diet Coke yesterday. Like everybody knows I drink Diet Coke. It's almost a problem. Yeah. Like I need my friends to stop being nice sometimes because they're fueling my addiction. Yeah. Like I'm worried that one day I'm gonna be 35 and I'm just gonna have like scabs all over my body if I don't have Diet Coke. I just start like rubbing yeah. myself. Be out in a cor- cornfield somewhere, yeah. running through. Have an it's like an empty, like carton yes. of Diet Coke, and you're out, and you're searching for it because you're like tripping because you haven't had Diet Coke, so you're out. Exactly. Yeah. You had or an intervention, and that would just be very embarrassing. But, yeah. You know. Well, if it gets out of hand, uh, I care about you enough that well, I'll call you in the lounge one day to play guitar, and there will be plenty of people there, and we'll be there for an intervention. I'll set that up. For you. All right. I'll keep you have to do the same thing for me with caffeine, though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm there. I'm there, man. You should probably do that. <laughs> to get on that. <laughs> Look at that Red Bull. I brought Red Bull. You gave me a Diet Coke. Yeah. A little bit in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's like, what, 9, almost 10 o'clock? Yep, yeah. it's 20 till 10. Yeah, see? And I'm drinking caffeine. That's, that's not good. Yeah. How late do you think you're going to be up tonight? <sighs> Sleep in college has been quite the challenge. No, it's terrible. Uh, I started off great in college. I was sleep. I was going to sleep about ten thirty, eleven, and <laughs> I'd be up at like seven, seven thirty every day. That's pretty and strong. It, it was. It was great. I loved it. I felt relaxed. I felt awake, alert for all my classes. I got all my work done. I'd be ready for bed at nine thirty. Start winding down, and then crash about ten thirty. And somewhere along the way, I stopped doing that. And started going to sleep well after the next day started. <laughs> yeah, that's like rough. Two, two thirty, sometimes four. Oh my God, Trent. And uh, you know, ten a.m. classes throughout the week. Uh, luckily, I don't have any like nine or eight a.m. Uh, Do you still wake up at the same time? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm rolling out of bed, you know, thirty minutes before class, and that's running on five, six hours of sleep. No boy, no. And I'm in this perpetual loop, and I can't get myself out of it. Uh, Caffeine, it's it's the problem. I know it is, and I don't know what to do. I didn't think I was addicted until that day. That day when I drank over a gram of caffeine. I got it, yeah. It was 1.2 grams of caffeine, man. And that, that moment, that was the moment I knew, and I still haven't stopped. How much water have you drank today? I've drank three waters. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, how I many keep up with water as well? How much, like, 
give me the rundown of what you ha- had to drink today other than the three waters and those two. <laughs> I had three waters. I did drink a monster. Oh, God. <laughs> I think I had that. <laughs> oh, no. I did have a Code Red Mountain Dew. Classy. Yeah. So three waters, a monster, Code Red Mountain Dew, and these bad boys. Well, and milk. I had milk this morning with uh, the classic white person drink. Yeah, yeah. Reasonable. I had, I think, yeah, I had milk today. I was proud of myself, but I've been drinking an asshole to Diet Coke. And I went to McDonald's for dinner, so I'm the pinnacle of health. What is an uh, ass load of Diet Coke? To me? If it's not too personal. If it's over two. So it's like, if I'm not careful, I get into like five a day and I'm like, I feel terrible about myself. It never feels good when you drink things that aren't water yes. or milk. You feel guilty. Yeah. You're like, man, even juice anymore. You know, Dr. You gotta be careful. and juice. Mm-hmm. And it's because he's right. It's just sugar. None Too of the much. good parts of the fruit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, you gotta be careful with tea now, too. Tea. Tea is a big one. We're talking about beverages right now. We're, We're having talk- a very well, serious conversation about it, beverages. It, you know, it's one of the fundamentals of life. There's food and then there's Water drink. or drink, you know, and <laughs> we we can have a deep conversation about drinks and and be okay with that. Okay, hey. I, I I enjoyed that. That was genuine banter about drinks. <laughs> genuine banter feels banter like an oxymoron, but genuine banter oxymoron. Yeah, like you could. Oh, never mind. You might be right. It do be like that. <laughs> Meaningful conversation. There you go. Yeah. We had a meaningful conversation. Definitely. I feel like this entire podcast was a meaningful conversation. Yeah, I've enjoyed this. I know. hope so. I think. Would you be willing to return? I absolutely. You wouldn't lie to me, would you? No, never. All right. This has been a very enjoyable experience. Well, we're approximately an hour and twenty-one minutes. Oh by golly! That is the longest podcast I've ever done. Yeah, I. And the sad thing is, I could keep going, but we gotta cut this so people don't get bored by this point. That's all right. And you That's gotta, right. you gotta chop this bad boy up however you need to. I'm gonna plug our social media. I'm gonna post you on the Instagram page if that's all right. That's great. Uh, I'm gonna also upload this to my Instagram story on my main page because that's where I get everybody. That's my big list. Um, I did start advertising on Instagram, but it's been just a bunch of like young high school girls that like my photo instead of like actually following because I don't know if they like the cut of my jib or they're just thirsty. <laughs> Maybe both. Um, but I'm probably going to post this on Snapchat. The Instagram page for the Pursuit of Happiness podcast, and I'll probably post all my story for my regular Instagram page. Again, I've been avoiding posting it too much on my main account just because I don't want to irritate people. But uh, I think so far we have a decent like listening crowd. Like my Instagram page has almost a hundred followers, so we're making progress. The actual SoundCloud page has maybe about twenty-three. Mm-hmm. But I feel like not everybody has a SoundCloud, and they're not yeah. just gonna make an account for one thing. So I think hopefully they're just like at least following the Instagram page for a real reason. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I'll tag you in the post if that's okay. Sure. Uh, is your account private? Do you know? No. Okay, then it should be easier. So people should be able to see you. You might get a follower or two out of it. You never know. Never know. A whole lot of gang shit. But Single and ready to mingle. No. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He, and he's a kind-hearted man. You guys are missing out. Don't sleep on this brother. But uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, you want to do any shout-outs before you call it a day? Oh. 
Nah. That's all right. No, the 618 gang. 618, hold on. Gang shit. A lot of gang shit. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Hopefully you made it this far. If you did, I'm sure you enjoyed it. We had uh, some happy stuff, some sad stuff. Uh, I'm going to try to make these more regularly since I'm going to be back in UIS. I shouldn't have too many things that are happening right now in my life. Hopefully I'm going to have coming this next semester two microphones so I don't have to like make my guests like Trenton here sit directly across from me. Like, I like being this close to you. Thank you. It makes it very intimate. But uh, I'm going to try to do that, see how that works out. But do that, maybe get a couple of headsets, make it a little more professional. But I'm going to have maybe a little portable studio idea coming on, but we'll see. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions, you're welcome to comment on the Instagram page and on the SoundCloud page, both of those. Tell your friends about it. The main viewership or listeners to this is just people that know me and know my guests. That helps. But uh, I've had like a couple, the last two or three podcasts that I've uploaded, I don't think I've advertised well enough. But I think if you guys get to listening to them, you might just find them enjoyable. The last one was, I believe, me, and I'm trying to remember my last guess. It might have been Melanie. I'm not sure. But please feel free to tune in. Uh, Trenton, thank you for being here. I think you were a wonderful guest, and I hope you come back one time. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully before, uh, probably going to be sometime next semester, but hopefully before next year. Yeah. But uh, I think that has been everything. Please, uh, everybody that's listening, as corny as this may sound, but this will probably be the new like finisher, feel free, feel empowered, feel passionate, and pursue your happiness. How's that sound? I love it. Thank That's God. Amazing. I like it. All right. Thank you, everybody, and I hope you have a wonderful day, night, evening, week, weekend, year, month, uh, romantic encounter, whatever. Trenton, thank you. Thank you. Awesome.